Welcome everyone to another episode from Impact by Choice, which is now part of Born from Love Project. And today, your co-hosts Andra Danite and Rahila Khan are bringing you a topic that is very um, actual, very uh, discussed at this point in time. And uh, we will be revealing it in just a few seconds. But before that, Rahila would like to bring a little surprise for everyone. So Rahila, please go ahead. Hi. Thank you. Hi, Andrada. Warm greetings to you and uh, all our viewers out there. Yes, today's topic is, is a very important one. I'd like to begin today uh, our conversation with a very uh, good message. Mm -hmm. And if you'd allow me to just read it so that everyone can uh, listen to it as well. So the message comes in form of the card and it says goals. And this is how the message reads. When you have decided on your goal, clearly a picture of the outcomes in detail is very possible. Talk about it and feel as if it is already happening. Then you will radiate such an aura of certainty and success that others will pick up on your powerful energy and help you. Positive focused thoughts combined with conviction and passion are, are an unstoppable force. Success is assured. However, wisdom guides you to enjoy the journey as this is where your opportunities for personal growth lies. Enjoy the journey to my goal. I enjoy my journey to my goal. Thank you so much. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? And I think that it's all about visualizing your goal, right? As if you're already, uh, as if you have already accomplished it, right? Yes, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, after this very, very positive message, and I'm, I'm really, really happy that um, you decided to go with that and to start this podcast with that message because the world needs it, right? Needs it so very much at this, um, at this point in time. And um, we need to dive into the topic that we discussed about bringing the viewers today. And that is, unfortunately, a situation that is on the rise lately, right? And um, it's very important for people to understand why is going on and what we should be doing in order to, um, let's say, bring our own selves on a better level, right? So, yes. Uh, please, Rahila, go ahead and uh, let let the um, the viewers know what this topic is about and what is your insight about it. Sure. And then just taking a step back okay. so that it wasn't just a random card that I picked. I took it from a pack of cards. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the intention was set for this podcast, um, you know, with you and me. Um, and this card showed up. So obviously the message came from a divine source and the message read gold. Okay. 
So with the topic we're talking about is domestic violence and in domestic, in the topic of domestic violence, we're going to cover all forms of abuse. Okay. And why the message of the card is so important or significant in today's topic is that we are in a place of the resetting of the button, mm. right? Everyone's talking about the reset button. What is the reset button? So if every individual on planet earth, I'm talking about even from kids coming up, if we have certain goals and we visualize how we want our life to be, and we write it down specifically to the last detail, that is exactly how our life will unfold, okay? Yeah. So this message is a very important one. So in, in starting the discussion with you, um, I'd like to, to start with women, because as mothers, we carry the seed of life from the start of conception until the child is born. So mothers have a huge role to play. And in the reset button of what mother nature wants for us as human beings is for especially women and mothers to go back to the drawing board and let us go and do the introspection, the reflection, self-reflection, self-investigation in understanding why is violence so common in every home today. Even mm -hmm. in South Africa, in our crime rate generally is very high, but during the lockdown, our, you know, our stats with regards to, to domestic violence has just increased, it's skyrocketed. And our president, together with, of course, the entire government and different organizations are addressing uh, domestic violence hugely in our country and as we know everything starts in the home and this is why you know from all our previous chats how I always you know always veto um, leadership home-based leadership and this is a strong message for women today we got to go back and introspect and reflect why is it that our boy child and girl child have such toxic thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Hmm. We cannot just, you know, blame men for, for the bad behavior. It is us as women who raised them to begin with. That's true. Yeah. We have raised men to abuse. And I think, again, the other two words I'd like to bring uh, to the fore is self-responsibility. Okay. That's every right. single one of us need to take responsibility for every bit of violence that is happening in almost every home. Violence does not necessarily mean physical violence. Yeah. Violence means the way we speak because words can kill as well. Your eyes can kill. They say if eyes were bullets, looks would kill. So these are the things we must address. And I'm so glad that, you know, uh, Born From Love in shifting global consciousness that we're having an open discussion about this. And we can each share from our own experiences as well, yeah. you know, of how we've come through it. And that's why for me, I'm very passionate about self-empowerment and women empowerment, especially because as mothers, we carry the child for nine months and then most of the time the mothers are at home 
um, playing a very vital role in how we raise a child. However, coming into the 21st century, going into the fourth industrial revolution, it will be same, same, that men and women would raise the child together. Now, what I found through my- like Forever. Sorry, I'm rather carry on. It should have been Please like this is forever, right? In fact. Pardon? It should have been Sorry? this way since forever. Yes, unfortunately it hasn't. And you know, what we are awakening to now is awareness. Yeah. Awareness is something that's not tangible. You can't touch it and say, I have awareness in my hands or I am awareness. It's difficult, you know, as consciousness. Yeah. So it is very difficult because we don't see it. We can't measure it. It is all part of our, of our evolution in who we are becoming. How are we emerging coming from, like you said, from eons ago? So we didn't have that recipe to life or the great awareness. So people, when we're looking at our past ancestral lineage, humans or people at that time didn't know any better, right? So science has shown that every cell in our body has cell receptors and intelligence. So the moment we have a negative thought, it anchors and registers as a biochemistry in our bodies, and that becomes an emotion. Right. So we were not educated through a passage of time about emotions mm -hmm. and how important it was to feel our emotions. So no matter what was going on from the time of the cavemen when we lived in the jungle and in caves to living in, in all these beautiful well, you know, um, planned out homes, as it were, uh, where architecture has created such magnificent buildings, but the inner, our inner engineering is still as corrupt mm -hmm. and filled with viruses. And if I can say and use the word virus, that is the inner cleansing of the virus that attacks our immune system. And for so long that has happened, until this lockdown, and then we make this, you know, we, we go into how do we build our immune system because our immune system has been weakened yeah. in every which way. But we never paid attention to it before. So now the awakening is until Mother Earth said, enough now. Go back into your homes wherever you are and go and look at yourself. And that is what the reset is all about. So coming back to what's going on in our homes is something that human beings did not want to address. For whatever reason, we were too busy out of the homes, putting our fires there in businesses, how to earn. Our, money, our minds were running a million miles in how we should earn money to provide for the family. But we forgot about how to be human first. For sure. So that when we get the materialism, we will create the balance between materialism and spiritual, spirituality as it were. Uh, spirituality, again, I'm not talking about religious beliefs. I'm talking about cleaning out all the negative patterns and limiting beliefs we have taken from past ancestral lineage that we keep repeating the same patterns. Now, Let's look at the root causes of domestic violence. 
So if a woman is, an, an, and the man are the head of the home, and that woman came from a home where she experienced her parents being violent, either physically, verbally, financially, emotionally, she would attract a partner or a spouse exactly like her parents. Mm, yeah. That's what we call learned behavior and conditioning. So that girl child, because she was not raised to have higher values of respect, of manners, of awakening to herself in finding her own potential as a human being of how to be financially uh, secure, how to be self-reliant, self-sufficient. If she is not taught these skills, she is going to look for a father in the man. So she would come into a marital home thinking that her husband is her father. You cannot find your father in a man. And neither can the man find his mother in the wife. And this is the human psychology of suffering. Yeah, but it's does that make sense? Huge, yeah, it's a huge awakening to that. You know, it's yes. like a slap for most of us, you know, because no one told us before about these generational patterns and um, this, you know, inclination to find in our spouses, you know, the mother or the father. And but it makes total sense, and we will find out why. <laughs> yeah. So continuing from there, thank you for that. Um, so the, the, the girl child comes into a marital home still looking for the father because the father, in his mind, from whatever he's been told by the past generation, is that you're a man, you're the man of the house, you got to go out, you got to find work, and you got to provide for your family. Yeah. You create a safe haven of you, the protector, and you, the sole provider. That has been the status quo coming from many decades, as you so know. Much, yeah, so much burden for a man, right? Exactly, exactly. So where is the love and compassion for the boy child? So sometimes even in the home, if the father passed away, uh, you know, leaving a family without the father or the man of the house, all of society, including that boy's mother and extended family will tell that boy who's only nine years old, hello, you got to grow up now because you're the man of the house. You mm -hmm. got to take care of the family. So what does that boy child do? He's even afraid to complete his schooling because he can see that the family is in a place of suffering and they do not have food to eat. So he's going to leave home and he's going to go out and find work so that he could provide for his family, his mom and his siblings. That child has lost his entire youth. He does not know what's it like to have fun, to play with his friends, be a teenager, because he's already the father of the house. Can you imagine the responsibility and burden on his shoulders that he has to carry from the age of nine? And I can't tell you how many of my case studies have shown exactly that. By the time a man comes into his early 20s when he's ready for marriage and has to provide for his family, that man is already exhausted. Right. And this is where mental illness starts. This is where all the violence starts because that inner child was not given a chance to vent all his frustration. He wasn't allowed to because there's no time for that. Can for you sure. see 
For sure. And um, unfortunately, society doesn't allow that. And um, men are only being told that they shouldn't be crying. They shouldn't be taking their emotion out. Uh, they shouldn't be venting. They should just keep everything bottled up and not show weakness. And that's, you know, the exact direction that I would like to go. And I see you already going towards that. And rather, you're on point. I love what you're talking about now because this takes us to a deeper level. Um, you know, this is what I talk about, the limiting belief systems. Mm -hmm. So when we're addressing the emotionality, and that is emotional intelligence, when we go into our human computer hard drive and look at the computer of our DNA and start clearing out all these limiting belief systems, one is the boy is the man of the house. He has to provide if there's no father there, assuming the father's gone to war or is gone away to, to, to earn a living in another country or another place. So he takes the role of the absent father. And um, sorry about that. And so often that child does not have the inner resourceful state to conduct himself in that way. Because nobody gives him a manual as such to say, you follow these steps now. Nobody gives us that manual. He has to navigate through it on his own. And that is where the human suffering is. And then society adds to it and says, you know what, you, even if he wants to vent and cry, they say, no, men don't cry. You're a boy, you got to be strong, you got to be there for the females. And the females in that way are made to be the weaker sex, as it were. Because we're not physically strong, we're made to feel the weaker sex. On the opposite side of the coin, the females are, are meant to be mollycoddled, if I can call it that, put in a cotton wool and put away in a cupboard, as it were. Which Molly couldn't be more wrong, right? So this is Yes. So we're doing both in tandem in discussing this, where we're talking about the negative belief systems that's inherent in the male DNA, and we're talking about the negative belief system inherent in the female yeah. DNA. And this is where you'll find females are seen to be the weaker sex, and if they have to vocalize and stand up and say things, then they are made to feel you are you should not be doing that you are being disrespectful take your place in the home you are the mother of the house and let the men deal with it but the men don't deal with it the way females deal with it because we are more emotional we multitask we with the children 24 7. so even if we want to vocalize and vent to our spouses then the mother-in-law will step in in a joint family system and create more problems because through her uh, her journey through life in a joint family system, she was bullied by her mother-in-law, she was bullied by her husband, so she couldn't vent. So when the daughter-in-law comes into the house in a joint family system, she expects the daughter-in-law to be exactly like her, do as I tell you, because you don't know how hard life was for me. But she's only propagating more violence and submission in that way. Yeah. So the female is looked to be subservient, coming through the generations. And if a female through that ancestral lineage has to stand up and say, actually, no, what you're doing is incorrect. I am hurting. 
in the way you speak to me, I am hurting. When you hit me, it hurts. But the mother-in-law will side with her son rather than seeing the hurt and pain of a fellow human being, her daughter-in-law, who's also a female. And this is so sad that even as women, we don't stand up for each other. So where does that leave a young woman in a joint family system? For sure. Unfortunately, that's very unfortunate. And even though I didn't see that in a physical manner, I did see that and lived through that on uh, a psychological level. And um, it's very unfortunate because mothers usually, right, think that, oh, it's my child, I should always be on their side. But why can't we just be on the side of truth, on the side of peace, on the side of, you know, just behaving and treating, treating each other, you know, like human beings with care and compassion and empathy and love, right? Yes, very much so. Um, I like what you added to it because, you know, that's what we call our blind spot. Mm. We become so robotic in how we do things and how we speak and how we say because we live the same kind of life for decades and we don't see the rot that is setting, if I could use the word rot, that is setting, mm. total moral decay, as it were. And I think this time with the lockdown, it is opening up all of this, which is so good for the inner cleansing to happen. What are these beliefs that we've given the boy child? What are the negative beliefs that we've given the girl child that we see this toxic behavior playing out? And the sad thing is, Anradha, that we take this toxic behavior even into our business and into the workplace. Yeah. But women in the workplace are still exploited made to seem less than inadequate because of the patriarchal behavior of the boy child in the home, that, that boy child grows up into a man, into this businessman, and he's so authoritative even in the business that he treats women so badly. So it mm -hmm. continues and it perpetuates in every which way. And that is what has to be addressed. There's no place to hide anymore. And the sad thing is when we look at toxic behavior, right now in South Africa, the sale of alcohol and alcohol consumption and substance abuse, even if it's a cigarette, is totally banned. Okay. Um, it's a pity it's only done now in the lockdown. Actually, it should be you know, stronger legislation worldwide, I think. Because what we discovered, what we discovered as practitioners is that in our training, what we discovered, the root causes of alcohol and substance abuse is as a result of our emotions that are all pent up. Yeah. And for as long as we've not released our deep-seated pain, we use substance abuse, even glue sniffing or whatever it is to numb our pain. And that is what just makes everything so much more potent as it were, that something has to give. It all, you know, it all has a ripple effect in a negative way. Yeah, I would like to and add here that we, yes. we might be feeling as taking a break from life if we're drowning, drowning ourselves into 
beverages or narcotic substances or you know uh, things that actually harm our body but are bringing us to a level where we feel more powerful and we feel like we have the right to rise above the other and just abuse them right but it's just yeah. about a short mental break from um from the the re- routine so to speak but it's it's unfortunate that this break is being in, interpreted in in um in a negative manner right and that we need to take this mental break by cons- uh, consuming those substances those bre- beverages instead of i don't know giving ourselves some time to go inwards to think why do we feel like that to learn a bit more about what we could do right for ourselves first and then for the others yes 100% if we can only understand our emotions and look at the negative emotions and what it is doing that creates the most disease in our body yeah the word disease again comes from two words or i would say one word which is ease and the prefix added to the word ease is dis yeah. it's disease ease is meant to be effortless in the body so from the time we can from the time we decide and have the thought we're going to have a child immediately we need to go back and do the reset button for younger people who are planning to have children in the future or however sometimes if it's unplanned it's still the same mm-hmm. that no matter what is happening in our external world that we bring the focus into our internal world back into the mother's womb and and also bring back a programming of love of compassion that I'm bringing this child into the world that this child is magnificent mm-hmm. that this child is loved and no matter what is happening in my life i open into compassion for this new seed that's being planted now going back in time this will answer your question how come humans didn't get this before because they didn't have that awareness yeah right now with the lockdown we are going back and we looking at how are we coping now without all these alcoholic beverages as it were or cigarettes or cigars or whatever it is we learn to do so so often when we look at somebody who's smoking we'll put the cigarette to their mouth take a puff and most of the time somebody will pull out a cigarette when they feel stressful you'll see this in the workplace when you are not coping because you don't have the necessary skills and your mind is on overdrive you feel you need to relax the body by smoking Yeah and we don't see how harmful that is. Like yeah. Yeah. Almost robotically because we watched others doing it. Also it became an acceptable social behavior. Yeah. To have a drink in your hand, to have a cigarette in your hand so you seem to be a certain way. Mm. But it's all nonsense in the grand context of thing. If God is looking at us and looking at us and saying, "What is this? What behavior is this?" Where did you learn this? How can you be harming the temple of your soul? How interesting now that not a single human being can go to the place of worship. Yeah. Because we've been called out. We've been called to action. Mother Earth has called us each to action. 
stop it now. You're putting all these buildings up everywhere. But if your inner temple is not clean, how can you enter a temple of love, of a place of worship where you're worshiping God? You got it backwards. So here we go. Lockdown. Go and sit in your homes. Go and sit in the most toxic environment of your own body now. And see what you do with this. And that's what how will you clean through the, the fire of hell, right? Sorry for exactly, you. exactly. And the spire of hell is so hectic with just your family. You call to action to heal your issues with your parents. You call to action to heal your issues with your sibling. The time is now. Life is too short. With the way the virus is right now, we don't know there could be a second wave. And we don't know if we're even going to see our loved ones True. because of being quarantined. So when are we going to wake up? It is right here, right now. And rather, this is the emergency. The emergency is to come back to self, clearing out my temple, mm -hmm. worshiping me in a proper way of love, compassion, empathy, of caring, loving, and nurturing self first, opening my heart center and sending ripples of love to my family to my neighbors love thy neighbors first right now if something happens your neighbor will be there first not your family and that is how it is every day of our life you see so using technology also we can reach out in so many different ways besides you know the physical physicality of hugging and showing love and affection and demonstrating love and i think more and more now we are called to action to give love and show love and truly hug each other after the quarantine and as we heal from this virus. That feeling a human hug far supersedes anything else, feeling that warmth of that person. And right now, you know, I would call on every person, no matter what is going on with parents and children, if you are in the same home, just reach out and hug each other and tell each other how much you love them. Tell them how sorry I am that I did not express love before. I'm so sorry that, you know, I spoke that way to you. Please forgive me. I love you. And I thank you for every moment of this life together. So coming back to addressing domestic violence, Anrada, here's a very, very important part of our conversation in the home is that if we can go back and look at what is wrong with our family, where have I gone wrong? How am I dealing or not dealing or coping with or without alcohol? What is it that's really hurting me? If we can express this, even write it down, it's such a good way of venting. You understand? Yeah. Because so often the male, Sorry, carry on. No, I said for sure. Go, go ahead and then I would like to also add something. Okay. So, so often, if a woman is subjected to violence, whether it is physical, verbal, financial, or emotional violence, she needs to understand, one, she, did, she does not have the necessary skills because she is seen to be the weaker and she took on the belief system, I'm weak. Yeah. So the moment you know you're weak, you're going to attract a very dominant force 
And why will we attract the dominant force is for us to wake up and stand up for ourselves. Because we will only be bullied because we seem to be weak. And that person, that male in the home who is, or even females can also resort to abuse as well. It's a two-way street, actually. But so often the weaker one will be bullied and will, will be on the receiving end of violence. That's true. So the gift in all of this is what resources do I need? What helpful tips do I need to stand up to say no? Enough is enough now. You will not do that to me ever again. Now, for as long as a woman is kept continuing on the receiving end of being bullied and being hurt and battered and bruised, and she's allowing that to happen in the home and not taking a stand, then it's going to continue. Okay? It is very difficult as well being alone in a very toxic home. It's very difficult. Therefore, with technology and podcasts like this, and this is why we can have so much gratitude for technology because that woman does not get the necessary support and help out there. And I think this is how we are reaching out to other women, not only in our countries, but globally. Does that make sense? So women need to know they're not alone. Men need to know they are not alone. We are also here to support them as well. Yeah, that's right. And I would like to add something else, right? Um, We're talking about the fact that men abuse women and that they haven't been given the chance to vent, to express their emotions. But how I see things is like this. If, okay, the women are the abused ones. However, they have a very powerful tool at hand, so to speak. So um, in my in my view, if women would say in the moment that a man wants to hit her uh, or before that or in a calm situation, if she would go to her man and say, okay, let's just sit down. Tell me how you feel, what you feel right now on the spot. Let's just talk about what each of us is feeling. Do you think that that could be of help and then it would be you know, some space for the man to express uh, himself and for the woman to understand, on the other hand, what is actually going on with the man. So in time, they can get to a joint point um, of understanding, right? Brilliant. I love that. Um, And the way I work with women when I do my self-empowerment workshops is this. You know, normally it takes two hands to clap, correct? Exactly, yes. So one is the female, one is the male. And the abuse is carrying on for a long period of time because both hands are clapping. Yeah. Because if the woman abuses the man or the man abuses the woman, it takes two hands to clap. Yeah. But if the woman, if the woman stops clapping and let the man carry on, Exactly what you said. But in the time of the abuse happening, you both are out of kilter in a way because you're so consumed by emotion. Yeah. That's not the best time to have a talk. Right? Yes. The best thing I would I would advise is if it has happened, 
uh, sometimes the man is not open to the emotion, but the woman can because she's pivotal in the home. Yeah. She can go away, find a quiet space, feel all that pent up rage and emotion coming through the violence, sit with it, finish with it. That's what we talk about, the fire of hell. Yeah. I'm feeling so humiliated. I feel so violated. I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling. The important thing is to diffuse that emotion. You've got to diffuse that, that energy charge of those toxic emotions. And when you diffuse it in your body, you come to a place of total stillness and calm. Can you see that? Yeah. Maybe a couple hours later or the next day, she can then go to him even if it's her in-laws or whoever, and say, you know what? I'd love all of you to sit here and I have to say this to you. I'm not, I don't care how you feel about it, but I have to do this for myself. To begin with, with her husband, if she's having that one-on-one -on -one chat, she could say to him, you did this to me over a period of my marriage to you for 20 years. I've had enough. And I'm saying to you right here, right now, this is where it's going to end. You will never, ever do this to me again. And in that, she will find skills to equip herself in how she's going to talk about it. I'll come back to the card that we read at the beginning of the session. And in that card was goals, right? And in those setting of your goals will be the first thing you'll put as your goal, which is a target for yourself, is, in, is achieving self-respect, self-love, self-acceptance. It starts with self first. My goal is to become strong in myself. My goal is to connect with other women and I can share this. I pray to God that God gives me the strength to seek help. I can talk to someone about it. I can join the support group. I can go on Google and I can see how can I handle this violence in myself, in my home? How can I help my children? And when we come into uh, receiving all these self-empowerment techniques and tools, we become stronger in ourselves because we're learning how to become different. And, and the male then can see this woman is not going to stop. She's going to report me. She's going to get legal help, and the chances are more than likely she's even going to leave this house. Yeah, but you know that there's a lot of women who are afraid to take even the first step, even one step. But that's what I'm talking about, Anbrada. I'm giving you the steps, mm -hmm. small baby steps. First and foremost, it starts with self. Yeah. You cannot go when you're so afraid now to go and report him or to go and get a legal recourse or something like that. You can't because you're too afraid. Yeah. I'm talking about taking small steps for yourself. Everything starts with self first. You must make yourself strong first. Yeah. It can't happen any other way. Because if you're not strong, you know how it feels to be vulnerable. We always see vulnerability as a weakness. We don't see the strength in the vulnerability. The strength only comes when we, when we garner support. Strength only comes when we start looking at things. We take the blinkers off. Yeah. We start seeing 
where did I go wrong? Did how, how many times did I retaliate to the abuser? How many times I've given my power away? But every time you're engaging with the abuser, you're giving your power away because he knows he just has to trigger you and you're all over the place. So he's one. And for as long as you're going to continue with that same pattern, you're always going to lose. You're never going to win. Because to keep the peace, you're going to keep quiet and say, okay, it's fine. No, it's not fine. I got to do things differently. That is why when you write things down, as we said in the card with the goals, once you know what you want, you write it down. I want help. I want somebody that can support me. I want a good support system around me other than my immediate family. When you write these things out, who do you think is going to step forward to help you but God? The whole universe will conspire to make sure you get the best support system. Yeah, that's true. And I whole universe and God will conspire that they'll find this podcast and they'll listen to it or they will, they will engage on a virtual platform on other programs that are available for women empowerment, even for male empowerment or for both. And I know this well in rehabilitating families. Yeah. I know this well and I know how successful it is from my own experiences of helping women. The men won't come for help. But eventually, when the women persevere, no matter what, she is going to leave the home if she has to join a group. She will find every excuse to get out to get the help, whichever way it happens. Yeah. And when she goes back, something shifts something shifts in the home you diffuse that toxic energy can you see that because you're taking charge and you know god is there with you this invisible force this infinite intelligence is supporting me and you have one go-to person outside the home you will find that person for as long as you want help help will find its way to you but if you're going to sit there and do nothing about it, nothing will come to you. And you will remain nothing. You will remain inadequate. You will remain the victim. And that's what happens. And then what happens? You are perpetuating the cycle for the next generation. That's not helpful. Yeah. yeah and, do you and, see that? Yes. And that one, one of the causes is the fact that we... Um, are being taught to see ourselves on the effect side of the equation instead of the, um, let's say, on the action side of the state, right? And in a given situation with domestic violence, it may be the fact that we are allowing that to happen, right? And that is easier for us to blame the men of, about what they do to us instead of what you said, you know, um, getting ourselves up and just move on and not move on, but go out there and seek for help, right? Because we're not being taught to do that. We are being taught that, well, that's life. This is what the greatest, I don't know, the highest force wanted for you to live and stuff like that, right? Yeah. You see, Andrada, um, you know, you, in what you just said, opens up so much more. In, in what I'm going to share now. Why is our society so sick at the moment? Is because we allowed it to happen. 
as women, as men, we never took action and learned from our toxic behavior of our ancestral lineage. If our grandparents were toxic, because they were elders, we were told, listen to your elders. Don't talk, don't talk, uh, you know, you don't talk to them in that bad way. You don't back chat. That's disrespectful. Hello, how can disrespect be when you're bringing them to order and saying, you know what, the way you're treating grandmother is wrong. But we were told to shut up about it. So that is where the cycle perpetuates. And the sad thing is, human beings, because of the ego, E-G-O, where we edge God out and started believing what society wants from us. And, and we were too afraid uh, to break the status quo for feeling ashamed, to bring shame mm -hmm. to the family if somebody is going to be divorced or mm -hmm. if that woman left home. So we rather cover it up, sweep it under the carpet and say everything is hunky-dory. It's fine. We are the best model family. Wow, look at us. And then that old adage comes, you know, people living in glass houses should not throw stones. And we live it to the hilt mm. that our life is perfect. You know, we, the girl child is made to be put in an ivory tower, lock her in and throw the key away. So that the parents can brag, oh, wow, she married into this wealthy family and she's having the time of her life. Meanwhile, she's locked in an ivory tower and she's fearing here of what society is going to say. So what kind of parents are we when we don't support our children from the time of conception right until their marriages and be there for them and love them unconditionally? that no matter what happens, you can always come back home. Children must be made to feel safe. No matter what happens when you leave home, home is a base that you can always come home to. Now, isn't Mother Earth doing that to us? That is the greatest teaching that Mother Earth is giving us. This is our only home that you have. Look after mm. it. Yeah. If I'm giving unconditionally for you, to spit out all your venom, your toxic thoughts, emotions, your bad behavior in raping the environment, polluting it to the hilt, and I'm loving you unconditionally and giving you a home. Why cannot human beings do that? It's really interesting that, that we're having this conversation precisely today on the 22nd of April, which yes. um, is Earth Day, right? Absolutely. It's just the most appropriate day for this conversation. Yeah. And I'm glad that we are. And I'm hoping that whoever tunes into this podcast get the deeper meaning. It's pointless talking about pollution yeah. of the environment when we've not cleaned out the pollution in our inner environment and our home environment. If you've not cleaned out your inner computer hard drive of that virus or re installed a new programming, I can't see the world changing if we're not going to be doing that. It is going to be a sad day to see that. And therefore, I will urge everyone who is listening to us today to make some small step, some improvement into emerging as better human beings? How can we be the best human beings 
through our new way of thinking, our new way of uh, having emotions, positive emotions, which would lead to positive behavior. This is very, very important. Right, right. Hold on, let me just pause this for a second, please. And I Sure, and when you say cleaning the, uh, the inner environment, we're, you're most certainly speaking about the thoughts first, right? Uh, yes. How we think, how we behave with ourselves and with the others, obviously. Yes. If we know what we want, for example, if there's all this abuse that's carrying on in the home, right? You know you don't want that. Yeah. Right? So straight away, you got to change your thought. Let me give you an example. So I would get get a client coming to me and during the elicitation I may ask her a question so what is it that you want and mm -hmm. she says <clears throat> I want I don't want my husband to leave me I'll ask her again what is it that you want I don't want my husband to leave me and she'll yeah. continue for about five minutes and I let her because in the way I work, I would like for that person to come to a place of self-realization by asking the question. And because yeah, she's more, so robotic and in the head, going through the same thing for years of I don't want to lose my husband, she comes to it in therapy. And then suddenly she starts smiling and she laughs and she says, oh, I can see now why you're asking me the same question over and over. And the penny drops because she's going on about what she don't want yeah yeah and i'm asking her what is it that you want right so she's not listening can you see that yeah so straight away she can see she's not listening to herself so who's going to listen to her <laughs> and that is a cosmic joke i was just about why to say would that. Your children, why would your children listen to you when you're not listening to yourself and that is the greatest violence where we we inflict the greatest violence on ourselves because yeah. we don't know what we want. And then when she comes to the realization, the penny drops and she gets where I'm coming from. It's exactly the same principle in addressing all forms of abuse. If you want a good body and you respect your body in its physicality and accept it in totality, that I'm going to work on my self-esteem, self-worth, confidence in accepting myself in how I want to become. That is the starting point. And when you can write down how you envision yourself as being outspoken in a most beautiful, empowering way, I love my mind, body, and soul. I love all my organs. I'm breathing properly. I have so much gratitude for God for giving me this beautiful body. And I'm going to do everything I can to respect it in every way and I'm called to action right now that Mother Earth allowed humans to be locked in. And when I step out, I'm going to breathe pure air, mm. not polluted air. My environment is much cleaner. I'm seeing things with new eyes. Going forward, I am going to make sure I'm going to continue in this vein of becoming more self-empowered and paying attention to myself. The more you focus on your positive thoughts on yourself and developing yourself, you will emerge into this butterfly through the pain and hurt. Mm. Can you see that? Yeah. Because you know what you want. And I know this very well because I've been empowering myself for over 30 years or more. 
And with the women that I've had through a span of 30 years to see where they were and where they are, it's awe inspiring because we see how they have rehabilitated the entire family and extended family and their children. That yeah. is the most liberating thing for me in how we can liberate humanity's potential. It begins with self. Sure. You cannot change anybody anyway, except yourself. So the recipe is a very easy recipe in the step-by-step -step guidelines that I'm giving you to follow. And you do it consistently. You do it, you know, they say, reinforcement is a mother of all skills. I think Anthony Robbins said that. Reinforcement is a mother of all skill or repetition is a mother of all skill. The more you repeat the positive embedded commands or the new beliefs I'm taking on, I speak effectively and confidently. I express myself effectively and confidently. You, he will come into this place and he'll sit up and take notice of you because something has changed in you in the way you're communicating. Your whole energy field has changed because you've expressed and vented all the toxic energy you've been carrying for so long through your breathing. Remember I said at the time of a traumatic event, yeah. you become present, find a quiet space, use your breathing and release it. That immediately diffuses the toxic energy in your body the biochemistry changes and something shifts within you. That's how simple self-empowerment is, Andrada. You make Makes it sound sense. so easy. Yeah, you make it sound so easy for sure. But for a person who hasn't done that as in ever, it's going to seem like it's, you know, really, really hard to attain, right? But as you said, with exercise, everyone can get there for sure. If it, things will be difficult for as long as you're telling your mind it's difficult. Exactly, yes. It's a story you're conjuring up in your mind and it's another, it's another sick story you're telling your body. It's hard to do. No, and rather in life we all have choices. True, yes. Today I make a conscious choice to change my thought. I'm changing the DVD. I'm creating a new DVD and on my DVD, it's going to be about me, me in a way, not from an ego self, but from being part of an ecosystem. Yeah. And my ecosystem starts in my body of releasing this old virus of toxic behavior. And you change that. Only you can change that. Nothing in life is difficult if, you, if for as long as you're telling your mind that story. Hmm. That's how simple life is. That's one of the moments when we should use our minds, right? And the power of our minds, right? To yes, yes. You see, you can view the mind in two different ways. One can be from an ego perspective because the ego can also negate. Understand this. The mind is very quick to do three things. Mm -hmm. It will instill doubt. It will judge and criticize. Yeah. And who would it do that except you? True. Can you see that? Because when you're in a toxic environment, if you're going to tell yourself that, you know what, I can't do this, I'm overpowered, it's just too much, then that's where you're always going to be. If I had to ask you in your worst moments, what allowed you to make certain decisions to change? 
most probably we wouldn't know what to answer and we wouldn't be able to, you know, formulate something, um, you know, that makes sense, right? No, what created the change in you? Because you wanted that, isn't it? Oh, right. right. Because you well, knew you didn't want to be. No, I was thinking if you, you were saying that in a moment of explosion, right? That's how I pictured what you said. So that's why I answered that. But yeah. Now I'm talking okay. about if you want, because we answering the question, you said uh, it's very difficult when yeah. you're in that situation. And what I'm saying is so simple that it will be difficult for somebody yeah. to do that. And I'm saying no. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, no, if you're going to believe that, then you, you're going to remain stuck. But if you make the conscious choice to change and say, I'm going to change because I love myself enough to change, then you will change. Yeah. Because you will stop believing what your mind is telling you in a negative way. And then you'll program the mind in allowing the brain to create new neural pathways of saying, I am important. I'm the most important person in my life. I stay open to change. Yeah, that's very, very See the difference? important. Yes. 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 I know it's and all I about because I've been there. <laughs> you know? Hundred percent. Open open to, to change. Yes. Yeah. It's the same that happened with me for being in a space of twenty-five years of being in a toxic environment. I decided I had enough. And this is what I'm going to do when I started writing things out down. And I went and got help. I began doing all these programs. And one of the first programs I did was Anthony Robbins' 30-day uh, personal two, the you know, development program. It personal power two, it was called. It was amazing because I made the choice to change. And mm -hmm. I went to learn about what is it that I'm doing now and how do I want to envision my life. And that changed the rest of my life 30, 40 years ago. So it's the same thing for each person. When you stay committed to yourself in learning about yourself and developing yourself, you are unstoppable. True. You will keep going. I mean, look at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally a different person from who I was two years ago. And that's thanks to you again, you know. No, and but to my willingness besides... to work with what you gave me. Yes, okay, I can admit exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, and everyone else before me, because you spoke to different coaches. You went and you were seeking. You are a seeker. Yeah. Every single one must be a seeker. What are you seeking? You're seeking help. You're seeking love. You're seeking empowerment. And then when you're seeking love, you come to the realization, I am love. And when I love myself, the whole world loves me. Mm. And when I love myself, I can cure and heal anything. That's the power of love. You know, it's interesting. Just last evening, one of my girls, my elder one, said that she wants to have, uh, to have fans and a lot of people to love her. And uh, from your teachings, right, knowing from you, I said, okay, but you need to love yourself first and then people will love you. But she was like, huh? You know? But it's, it's interesting that this type of conversation happened when she's seven, right? So I do believe that, you know, the younger the child, the better the timing 
to tell them that is, you know, important to love themselves and to, um, you know, share with the world the love that they, they have within, right? Because it's only when you learn to love yourself enough, you will be able to, to spread, let's say, a proper love, unconditional love to others, right? So might I ask you then, Sure. What propelled you to say that to her? <laughs> My own, um, let's say, 20, over 20 years of searching for outside validation and then coming into self-validation and to learning self-love. And a lot of years... Um, that I felt like left out in the cold, not loved, not understood. And then coming to the realization that actually what I believe about myself um, is important, obviously with, you know, still being in the process of, you know, improvement, right? So these were the two things that made me tell her how important it is not to have fans, but to love herself and then people will love her back and there was something else but I just you know it just slipped my but mind that's away. beautiful and rather imagine right now with this lockdown yeah. seven let's just say even if it's one million parents mm -hmm. you know could be teaching their children exactly what you taught your child can you imagine how beautiful our planet will be, how yes, beautiful they, humanity will be. Yes, because they will be coming Sorry? out of this lockdown with a complete a shift of mind, you know, in, in learning that, yes, I am important to me, I am important to society, but so is the other, right? Yes. So, yes. yeah, totally, because it's the, as you said, it's just the perfect timing, you know, to serve them bits and pieces of, uh, such teachings, right? That are yes. not being taught in schools, unfortunately. Beautiful. The other thing is, when you love yourself the most, can you see when you love yourself in totality, mind, body, and soul, you will never hurt yourself yeah. by taking in any substance that's going to hurt your body? So you won't do excessive alcohol or smoking or anything like that because you know it's going to harm your body. The other is you will never allow anyone else to hurt you. Yes, you can stand your ground. Do you see that? Because you're so connected with yourself, you're so whole and you're so wholesome that you will never give anyone the satisfaction of ever hurting you again and that's the end of violence because you will only operate from your heart center as you taught your daughter last night well done <laughs> that is uh, i think this sums up our entire podcast actually <laughs> and it's so, so funny to it like this right <laughs> it is i love it and, and that is how we heal the planet. And this is how we heal all families. Yeah. And we put out a deep prayer for the end of all kinds of domestic violence, any kind of violence on any other human being. 
we pray that this is the end of that. And we are very mindful and come into awareness. Thank you so much. That is absolutely brilliant. Well, so be it, Rahila. It is done for yes. the entire world. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this beautiful sharing and chat. It's always so good being Thank with you, you and having these well, chats. Thank you so much. And much love I'll and blessings to time. everyone out there as well. Thank you, Andrada. For sure. Bye. Bye. Thank you.